0: Are you looking to optimize your mindset and lifestyle for success? In today's business world, you're in the right place. This is where you get to build your freedom through promoting through Facebook and selling on Amazon. Welcome to Actualize Freedom with your hosts, Wilson and Danny.
1: This is the Actualize Freedom podcast, the no bullshit podcast for hacking your freedom through selling on Amazon and lifestyle optimization. My name is Danny Carlson, and today we have on Rob Shad. He's a Twenty-year-old first-time entrepreneur that made two hundred and seventy-five k in his first thirteen months on Amazon. That's including one single month where he did hundred and forty k in sales. That is pretty impressive. So, so guys, I had the pleasure of meeting Rob at Capitalism Conference down in Austin back in December, and we just really hit it off. He's just a super, a super generous guy with his information. He's always trying to help people out, um, and he kind of fits that quintessential, stereotypical millennial entrepreneur kid. <laughs> Uh, who just makes a bunch of cash online so he can travel the world on his own terms. And, you know, let's be honest, that's what a lot of a lot of you guys want to do that are listening, I'm sure. So <laughs> let's just uh, let's just jump right into things here. So, so, Rob, where are you at right now? You just got um, into a new place a couple of days ago.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome intro, Danny. Thank you very much. And I am in Medellin, Colombia. Uh, first stop in the digital nomad uh, uh, lifestyle I'm building for myself.
1: Oh that's awesome man. So so what are your plans as, as far as traveling around um you're starting off in Medellin and then you have a, a whole plan laid out or are you just kind of going for it and seeing where it takes you?
0: Um I kind of I started just booking some flights so uh, I'm doing a month here, doing a month in Austin, doing a couple of weeks in Barcelona, in Dubai, uh then after that I think Greece um, then that takes me to the middle of the year, and I'll just see what flights I can find for pretty cheap and go there. I'm looking at Bali though; I'm probably a month or two in Bali, and uh, apparently Bali's huge nomad culture there. Same thing with Medellin, but Medellin and Bali are massive nomad culture. Pretty much why I came here to begin with.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I actually considered going down to Medellin uh, back in September. I got a few buddies that are doing the same thing down there, and. Yeah, the entrepreneurial community, the digital nomad community, is just massive down there, right? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. um, and what's the cost of living like right now?
0: <laughs> um, I have a awesome three bedroom apartment, really nice neighborhood, and it's like for me and my buddies, it's four hundred a person for the month. <laughs> Insane. Then going out to eat, we're paying like for food and a beer. So like wings and a beer. Uh, super American, right? <laughs> going to going to get wings <laughs> in Columbia. but uh, it was eight dollars um, for two beers and wings at dinner. I'm like, holy shit! You can't. get uh, You go to Buffalo Wild Wings, you're paying like thirty five bucks for that.
1: Yeah, that is freaking awesome, man. So, like, yeah, that's awesome that you're you're traveling around. So, how do you how do you mix in the work to your play? So, like, what what does a typical kind of work schedule look like? Because you can kind of work whenever you want and you know go play whenever you want, right?
0: Yeah, um, that's it. I feel like it's, it's going to be a little tough um, because there's beautiful women down here that are, can make it extremely hard to concentrate. So uh, I'm really going to be tough on myself and uh, essentially say, here's what I want to do today. Here's what I want to do like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, create like weekly goals. If I don't hit my weekly goals, I'm not going to go out and, and enjoy it. Um, so basically just being super hard myself because I do run my Amazon business and Amazon agency and do coaching as well. So I have, I have a lot on my plate to uh, keep me busy and I could easily just have a month vacation and not work at all. But I, I need to, I have uh, commitments and businesses that I want to keep on growing and running. Um, so it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a nice little mix.
1: Yeah, no, I feel that, man. I think that's really smart to do the do the work first and get it done yeah. first so that you can reward yourself with the play, right? Because uh, you can so easily get caught up in this, you know, playing first and then you never actually like, ah, nah, I'm not going to work today. Just, I'm just going to go out go yeah. <laughs> to the bar and meet some Colombian women or something like that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um,
1: so uh, one thing I've, I've heard is that you've cultivated a habit of buying the person behind or in front of you at the cafe in line uh, a cup of coffee every day. And wh- why do you do that?
0: Um, yeah, actually, I saw it on a Facebook post once. Someone posted about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this. So The next day, I went and I uh, bought someone a cup of coffee. This was a couple months ago. And I saw the person, they lit up. They were shaking my hand for like, like five, six times. And then I just had an awesome conversation with them. So I got into the habit of doing it because a I see the person who I buy the coffee for. They honestly they light up. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I'll pass this on." Um, and for me, it's spreading. Po- it's just spreading positivity, like spreading just like good vibes to other people. And it's just an awesome way to like hear people's story. Like obviously, you buy someone coffee. I'm gonna talk to them for a couple minutes. Um, at one time, uh, this guy he just had two twins. It was like he was like, "Yeah, I'm on my way. I'm, I'm on the way to the hospital right now," and I had two like identical twins. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, and I just love that kind of like creating that connection. Whereas like a lot of people, they're sitting in line for coffee at a Starbucks. Everyone's just like straight up, just like looking at their phone, like only worried about themselves. I'm like, you know what? I want to try to meet some people around me because uh, I find other humans are completely fascinating. And actually with that, I'm uh, starting a YouTube channel. Um, I haven't, I haven't released anything yet. It's, it's in the works where, where I'm, I'm going to go buy people coffee and essentially video it. Then if the person's okay, see if I can talk to them for five, 10 minutes and get some video content, uh, video and audio content that I could turn into a YouTube channel and essentially create a a channel all about going and buying people coffee and uh, try to create a movement out of it, out of it just to spread positivity, spread good vibes.
1: Oh, man, I absolutely love that idea because I mean, I'm in Vancouver, B.C., Vancouver, Canada, um, and it's considered like a really kind of closed off city. Like, where I'm from, I'm from a small town called Kelowna, about four hours away from Vancouver, and people are just a lot more open there. Like, you can you can yep. start conversations with, like, strangers on the bus, and that's kind of a normal thing in public. But in Vancouver, there's almost, like, an unspoken rule that, you know, you don't talk to people in public, like, especially on transit. It's like, you are the weirdo. You're some, like, you're like a creep yep. almost if you're, like, starting conversations on transit, right? So, I'm a big I'm a big believer in your movement. I think I think that would be amazing starting that YouTube channel and like really affecting people in that way. Because um, in a similar way, I try to I try to like be more open to strangers and meeting new people like that. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you and I are the weirdos. You know, the norm yeah. is to be closed off and to not yep. meet people. Right. So I think that's I think that's great. So, I mean, another thing as well is that you're a super young guy. You're 20 years old. So. What I want to know is what gave you the drive to to go dive in and start this business when all of your friends are off, you know, going to university I mean, or yeah. working at a bar, <laughs> yeah, going yeah. and getting drunk,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, for me. It was that I always wanted to create something, so I always wanted to like build a business. When I was younger, I grew up. Uh, my dad runs a small gourmet popcorn business out in Pittsburgh, so uh, I worked in his business from the age of eight. And growing up in that entrepreneurial lifestyle, uh, really like shifted my, how I looked at life, how I looked at like, whether to go to college or not go to college. And I was actually planning on going to college because, uh, my mom was really pushing it. Uh, my dad, not so much. My mom was really pushing it. And, uh, had a f- like full on academic scholarship, had a spot on a baseball team. And literally the day tuition was due, it was August 14, 2016. I'm like, mom, no, don't pay. And I didn't pay. It, and that started my uh, opt out life. And uh, it's been pretty, pretty blissful from there. But uh, it was, it was a decision where I knew no matter what, going into college, I wanted to drop out and start a business. So going into it with that mindset's probably not the best mindset to do good in college and succeed in college. Um, and I'm just like, I don't want to waste my parents' money and or my parents and the school's money and my time. So why don't I just go do it anyways? That's that's a
1: really good that's a really good point. Um I can definitely relate to not wanting to go to college. But like was there was there any kind of was there any kind of like urgency like like it just like wasn't college just wasn't for you or like did you just really hate sitting in class or was there any any kind of negative driver towards you wanting yeah. to
0: start in this business? Um okay, so most people who like don't go to college or opt-outs normally are like I I wouldn't say like not smart, but I was like your typical 4.0, like 4.0 GPA, like law school track. You know what I mean? Like I was a good student, five AP classes, senior year. So it wasn't that I hated education. It was, I didn't see the education that was going to be given at college to be beneficial, um, for the time I would have to put in to get that education. I didn't find it. I didn't, I didn't see the benefit of doing that. I'm like, you know what? I don't see the benefit. Um, I feel like I'm just going to waste my time and I can do this on my own. I don't, I don't need a business professor to teach me how to run a business when I have a dad who runs a business and he never went to college to run a business. He just started it and figured it out. So, um, that was kind of my perspective going into it. And again, kind of growing up in that entrepreneur life, that's, that's what I knew growing up. And I'm like, you know what, that's, that's what I want to do with my life. I want to create my own freedom. I want to, uh, build my own destiny. I want to go, I want to, I want to build versus work for someone, have that freedom, like be able to live in Medellin for a month. <laughs> oh man, Rob, I wish I had that
1: same insight when I was your age. <laughs> Cause I, I was, I was your friends who were off partying and just yeah. doing whatever the heck. I didn't realize that for another five years fully. So yeah, very lucky that you're doing that. So, so let's hop into the Amazon stuff. So, For your very first product, I mean, one of the biggest questions that people ask me and and my partner, Wilson, on the podcast is, you know, how much money does it take to get started? How much money did you invest for your first product or your rounds of however many products it was? Just tell me a bit about that.
0: Yeah, my uh, first product, I had $5,000 out of my college fund, actually, that I invested. Straight out of the college fund. I love it. Straight out of the college fund. (laughs) Then, um, once once I launched a product, I'm like, okay, this is, uh, and I started going through the process. I'm like, okay, I need a little bit more capital at this point. And uh, I had another five thousand in a college fund. Um, and essentially, I just got my whole college fund to launch the business and to go start with. Um, so I had right around ten k, which is on the. It seems like when I talk to people, that's more in the upper end when people have capital. Uh, I know a lot of people are like the two to three thousand range um, that normally think about it. Honestly, out of, in my opinion, I think you want to have around four to five at least with the ability to either have a credit card or more cash for an inventory reorder.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you brought up. Um, I think a lot of people, they you know, they say, like, I have, for example, $5,000, um, mm-hmm. and they think that that's just enough to get started. They spend the whole $5,000 on getting Absolutely. that inventory yeah. to Amazon without realizing that you're going to have to buy the second round of inventory afterwards yeah. before you marketing actually get paid too. for that first round. And the marketing and all of that stuff, yeah. you're right. So... Um, so how much of that you say the five thousand, was that for the initial product? And then you took out the additional five thousand to kind of fund the growth of that, like to pay for the second round of inventory before it got paid for the first?
0: Yeah, so the initial the initial product ended up costing seven after shipping and everything like that. Um so I kind of went like and this was literally like I ordered the product the day after I graduated from high school. Um so I was like, okay, I'm done with high school, I'm ordering this, I'm getting it going. So that cost me around seven. I mean, I had some business expenses, like um, just like you know the LLC and stuff like that. Um, Don't you? I use LegalZoom, and I needed it rushed. I paid like six hundred dollars for that. Then I started like my like consulting stuff. I opened up a business on my own, did it on my own on the website, and paid one twenty five. So save yourself the five hundred dollars. You do not need like LegalZoom to start the business. So that was like. Uh, one of the expenses I ran into, um, then just kind of like doing the mark, like PPC ads and stuff like that. Um, I got not lucky when I launched, but I had a awful listing, um, no optimization or anything. I just launched a hot product, not a hot product. I launched a, a product at a hot time. Um, so it was October and, uh, I launched a product that freaking explodes in October and, uh, I sold like 17,000 in two weeks and I'm like, Oh crap, I need to order more. And, uh, for me, I actually ran into having way too much inventory for a while because, um, because I got stuck, uh, Oh, oh the, the demand fell. Like it was like one of those, like, whoop, and then down and uh, demand goes up, then goes down after October. And I kind of got stuck with a lot of inventory for a couple months till the summer when the product picks up again.
1: Well, I mean, that's certainly one of the, the best scenarios for a product launch there. You just you launch yeah. and right away, it's like October, it's your big season, you're selling a whole bunch. And I mean, while you learned some lessons there too, you also made a whole bunch of profit, right? That's pretty much best case yeah. scenario. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so when should, you made that
0: initial, in- I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, used, I took the profits from that and just funneled into a second product, which became which was actually not a successful product. So I was sitting on that inventory for a while. Great learning lesson, though. Um, I went to launch clipboards um, and learned the lesson of essentially having a product that's somewhat cool and that you can actually write solid copy for, and not going and competing purely against manufacturers. That was, and that's that was a major takeaway. And I've seen some people show me products similar. I'm like, no, 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 no. These are, this is like way too like cut and dry. You're not going to be able to write killer copy. And you're going to c- compete against manufacturers who are able to just slash the prices on their stuff when competition comes in.
1: Yeah, that's oh, a, a very, very good point. Um, so when you made that initial investment, how certain were you that it was going to work out? Was it, was it a big kind of gamble in your mind or were you mm-hmm. pretty confident in your research and your numbers and everything like that?
0: Um, I was, I was pretty confident with a product. Um, I was actually really confident with the product and I was under the mindset of like, you know what, I'm going to make this work out. Um, I wasn't scared of failing because I've had like many failures, uh, throughout high school. Like I lost like $1,500 in two days trying to flip world series tickets. So like the money part of it wasn't that major of an issue. Like I didn't feel like I'm like, okay, if I I lose the money, it's it's one thing I'll, I'll work for my dad. I'll try to start from the ground, ground up. Um, so like the money part of it wasn't a big deal. Um for me it was just like I want to make this work, to kind of prove that not prove to myself and kind of prove to the outside world, which I found out I really don't care about now, um that I can be successful without going to college.
1: Yeah, and I mean that like it that hasn't really been the case for that long, but I think especially for your generation, you know, people are growing up like graduating high school, you know, in the past 5 years and to come now, like it's almost makes more sense to to go start your own freelancing or your own business than it does to go to college for four years. And by the time you're done after four years, what you learned is quite likely actually irrelevant now because technology moves so fast. So like, you know, it it makes more sense just to go jump in and, and be in a business because you're constantly learning. You know, the market teaches you real time lessons, whereas university will teach you lessons that maybe are four, four, 10 years old, 15 years old. Who knows, right? Yep. So yeah, I know. Yeah. So, um, how was your, how was your launch strategy for the first couple of products? And do you still use the same launch strategy now or has it changed?
0: Yeah. Uh, that first product, I didn't really have a solid launch strategy besides PPC again, just really lucky. Like I, w- I would love, uh, I should have screenshot the listing because if I showed you the listing, you would cringe. Um, it was <laughs> bad. Um, so that, and honestly, that was actually a good thing that it kind of fell off because then it forced me to go really learn copywriting. So I, uh, I bought some copy, I bought copywriting books to learn copywriting, then a specific copywriting book purely for Amazon copywriting and spent like $500 on that best investment in my life. Literally conversion rates tripled overnight. I uh, started indexing for more keywords. Um, besides so the point though. to get back to your question, uh, my launch strategy right now, uh, I kind of look at the niche and I look at the competition. So if it's like really heavy competition, then I probably go and do a giveaway. If I'm like, you know what? There's not a ton of competition. Not a lot of people selling my product. I can go and do PPC and I'll just go heavy with PPC.
1: Okay. So you, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the copywriting book for people who are interested in that. Which, which book was that that you read? Like your, maybe your, your top one and then maybe any other ones that you thought were super valuable.
0: Yeah. The Amazon one, um, I know the guy's name is Dana Derrick's um, I don't know the exact name of the book I have it in my in my room uh, I can grab it uh, I'll send you the I'll send you the link so you can yeah if you can, uh,
1: uh, yeah if you can send it to me then I'll, I'll put it in the show notes for you guys so you can go check that out because uh, it sounds yeah. really valuable for sure um, yeah. and then so at a capitalism conference you mentioned that you see yourself selling your business. Is there, is there a reason why you prefer to sell it when it's still like a fairly young business and just, you know, take the money out instead of growing it into a much larger business. What's the reason for that?
0: Yeah. Um, the way I look at it is I have a massive brand I want to launch. And I look at my current business as startup capital for that brand, um, versus reinvesting the profits. I'm like, you know what? I can get a nice chunk of startup capital where I don't need outside investors. I don't need anything else. And, uh, how I'm looking to build this next business, it's a lot of startup capital because I'm still going to use Amazon to launch the products, essentially how I'm going to start it. But um, I ha- I'm going and hiring designers and probably content content writers to really build a uh, community around the products as well. So very high startup costs. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to use my current business as the capital to go ahead and do it. So that's
1: awesome. So, like, basically, the the current Amazon brands that you have right now, they're, it's not what you're passionate about, but you want to use the Amazon products to fund a business that you're actually passionate about. Absolutely, uh, I love Absolutely. that idea, Rob. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of see it the same way. Like, I, I'm a I'm a young guy as well. I'm I'm 26, not quite as young as you. I wish I knew <laughs> what I knew when I was yeah. your age, but. Yeah, I see I see this Amazon opportunity as a really great opportunity to position myself very at a young age to have the capital mm-hmm. to go after something like really world-changing and something really that I'm super passionate about. You know what I mean? Something that's actually yeah, capable absolutely. of making a big change in the world. And these Amazon products they may not be that right now, but it it gives us that opportunity to do that in the future. What you think is really amazing. So yep. It's been really great to talk to you, Rob. Um, before we sign off here, I want to ask you one more question. So, what what advice do you wish someone
0: gave you during your first few months selling on Amazon? Looking back, uh, definitely like get your copywriting down. Like that's what I wish I knew whenever I started. Was the uh, the listing having an optimized listing with optimized copy really selling your product? Um, then what I tell a lot of people is at least like when it comes down to copywriting when someone searches your product in amazon they are already saying i want to buy this product whenever they go in the search bar and type in uh, laptop they are already saying i want a laptop now it's your job and your copy to give to convince them to buy your laptop versus someone else's laptop you don't need to convince them to buy a laptop you need to you need to convince them to buy yours and that was like a major like turning point um, when i started like shifting my copies like okay they already want my product i don't need to sell the uh, the uh, the uh, features, I need to sell the benefits.
1: Oh, I absolutely agree on that. I'm a bit biased because my mm-hmm. agency, Kenji ROI, does a lot of copywriting, but yeah. copywriting, absolutely super, super important. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Rob, awesome. it's been great to have you on, man. Um, really inspiring to see what you're doing as such a young guy, you know, just going for it, like literally straight out of high school. What's your college fund? Yeah. Just <laughs> dumping that into the Amazon. <laughs> Love that, man. And you're just freshly down in Medellin to start off your world traveling experience here as your your new digital nomad um, journey, so to speak. So thanks for hopping on with us. And uh, I'm sure the audience got a lot out of this episode. So make sure you check out the show notes, guys. Um, That'll be at actualizedfreedom.com slash eight. I'll get Rob to send me over the links to those um, those copywriting books and stuff like that. Um, you can also check out, you know, the YouTube video or transcript and make sure you go leave a review. Head over to iTunes and leave us a five star review or a one star review. Uh, I might I'm, might be a little bit uh, my feelings to be hurt if you do that. But <laughs> head over there and give me a true opinion. I like to hear what you guys think. So thanks for joining us, Rob. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you
0: very much, Benny. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Actualize Freedom with Wilson and Danny online at actualizefreedom.com. If you like today's episode, please review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time.